Hey, this is Julie Mullins, co-senior pastor here at Christ Fellowship Church right here in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you for taking time out of your busy week to join us for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. Church, I am so excited about this new series that we are kicking off today. I really believe that this is a word that God has for your life. Because as we were praying over 2022, and I was praying about you in 2022, I was asking God, God, what is it that you wanna say over your people? What is it that you wanna speak over our lives? And just as clearly as I'm talking to you today, I heard him whisper back, he said, Todd, help them hear my voice. Help them hear my voice. Above all the other voices, that are competing for their attention and all the other noise of life, help them to be able to hear and know and discern my voice. Now, the the truth is uh, life can get noisy, right? I mean, from the moment the alarm clock goes off in the morning and you're starting to chase the kids around and get them ready for school, (laughs) fighting traffic on I-95, dear Jesus, getting to work and all the demands and pressures of life. And then you got social media twerping and notifying you every few minutes about something that's happening that you need to know about. Noise can be deafening. What we need is some quiet. What we need is to learn how to discern the still, small voice of God. Because it is the most important voice that you will ever hear. His words, his direction over your life will will change your life. It's the most important input in your life, more important than any input you're gonna get from TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or Fox News. His word is the most important word. Now I got good news for you today. We serve a speaking God. He's a God who who speaks. We actually learn in the very beginning of the Bible, in the beginning, when God created, he spoke and he said, let there be. He used words. He's a God of of language. He's a, a God that gives direction and all through the Bible, we see God speaking to his people, telling them what to do, where to go, what they need, speaking to them, directing them. Even when, when God sent his son, Jesus, It says in John chapter one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Think about it. The very description that God would use for his son is the word because he's a speaking God. On the day of Pentecost, when the church was born and the Holy Spirit was poured out in the upper room and they all began to speak in a heavenly language, a heavenly tongue, right? Once again, the Spirit of God tried to communicate with us that he is a speaking God. So I can promise you this year that God is gonna to speak to you. The question is, will you hear his voice? Anybody here um, old enough to remember what this is? <coughs> We used to have these things that had to be mounted to the wall and uh, had these long cords that always seemed to get tangled up and twisted up. You know, they never seemed to, you know, no, no 
cell phones. We didn't have anything wireless back in the day, did we? Just, and no caller ID, which meant every time you picked this up, you were taking a risk. Hello? No caller ID meant the, the caller had to ID themselves. Hey Todd, this is Tim. Hey Todd, this is Mark, right? Now when my dad called me, he didn't have to identify himself because I knew my dad's voice. I had heard my dad's voice my entire life. So when he called, he would just start to talk. When my mom would call home and I was home, I'd pick up the phone, she didn't have to identify herself as my mother, I knew my mother's voice. <laughs> when I was a teenager and Julie would call me and we would talk for hours <laughs> about I don't know what, we would just talk. She didn't have to identify herself. To, I, I knew her voice. I love that voice. And Jesus says in John chapter 10 that my sheep know my voice. Say that with me out loud. My sheep know my, which means you can know the voice of God. Not hope to know the voice of God. Not guess, was that the voice of God? No, you can know the voice of God. I wanna look at a story about a man who heard the voice of God. And if this guy could learn to discern the voice of God with all the noise and the chaos going on around him, so can you. His name is Abram, later to be called Abraham. And Abraham lived in a very godless culture at a very godless time. There was nobody that knew God. Nobody was talking to God. Nobody was following God. So if Abraham could learn to discern the voice of God in his life, so can you. Even the person next to you. Tell them, even you can hear voice of God. And what God ends up saying to Abraham changes everything, not just for Abraham, but for generations to come. It actually influences the course of human history. And as I was praying for you, I really believe that what God is gonna to speak to you over this coming year, it is gonna change not just your life, but it's gonna have an impact on the generations to come. It is gonna, it is gonna, he's gonna to speak to you about your destiny, about your calling, about your future, about your family, about things that are unseen and unknown. He's gonna to reveal to you and it is gonna forever change the direction and projection of your life. So this is what God says to Abraham in Genesis chapter one. It says, the Lord says to Abram, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land that I will show you and I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing, Abram. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. All the peoples of earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Now this is the beginning of the story of Abraham. Few people outside of Jesus himself has had an impact on the world like this man. He, he is revered and esteemed by Christians, Jews, and Muslims alike. In fact, back in the Bible days, Jews nearly worshiped Abraham. He was that up there. And a lot of times we can think about people like Abraham and we can see them like uh, some kind of spiritual superheroes like extraordinary men and women of God that God used in extraordinary ways. 
But the truth is they're very ordinary men and women of God that God used in extraordinary ways. All of them throughout, you Noah, David, Jeremiah, Mary, the disciples, all of, none of them were perfect, yet God spoke to all of them and used all of them in mighty ways. And I believe God wants to speak to you and me the same way. Now this passage in Genesis chapter 12 is viewed by Bible scholars as the most significant passage in the entire Bible. That passage we just read, even beyond John 3.16, because Genesis 12.1 actually ushers in John 3.16. Without Genesis 12.1 and what happens in this story with Abraham hearing the voice of God, we wouldn't have John 3.16 the way we have John 3.16. So God says to Abram, he says, go from your country, leave your native land, because I wanna do something with you, Abraham. I wanna do something through you, but you've gotta leave the noise. There's some things you've gotta leave behind. See, Abraham was living with his family in Mesopotamia in the first known civilization of our world in a city called Ur. And they've actually found, archeologists have found, uh, discovered the remnants of Ur, and it is a large, major port city that was on the Persian Gulf, filled with people and business and commerce and and busyness of life. So God says, Abraham, I wanna speak to you. But for you to hear me, there's some things you've gotta leave behind. And as you read the following verses, Abraham and Sarah and their nephew Lot and and, and his family and all their, their, their herds and servants, they head out into the wilderness towards the land of Canaan. Now this land is a barren land, it's a deserted land. There were no Chick-fil-A's or Cracker Barrels along the way. No RV parks to, to pull into, just desert, wilderness, as far as the eye could see. And you know Abraham had to be thinking, God, really? You brought me here. Like Ur had some shops and restaurants I could go, there's nothing here. Why, why did you bring me here? Are you sure this is the right way? And the truth is at times in life, we all end up here in a desert place, in a wilderness place, in a lonely place, in a dry place. And oftentimes when we are there, and you might even be there today, we can begin to resent it and resent God for getting us there. But this is exactly where God wanted to get Abraham. It's interesting to note that the Hebrew word for desert is midbar. It means wilderness, dry, lonely place, midbar. But the Hebrew word for speak or the verb to speak is midibar, spelt exactly the same way in Hebrew. There is no distinguish when the word is written out in Hebrew between midbar, desert, and to speak midibar. God brought Abraham to the desert so he could speak to him. He brought him to this lonely, quiet place so that he could have his attention in order to give him something, to tell him something that he couldn't get back in earth. In fact, When you read the Bible, you see many times that God will lead his sons and his daughters into a quiet desert place so that he could speak to them. I think about Moses on the backside of a mountain 
It was a burning bush in a lonely place where God spoke to him about his calling and his purpose. When God wanted to speak to the Israelites, he called them out of Egypt into the wilderness, brought them to Mount Sinai so he could speak to them. I could go through the prophets, Elijah, Elisha, Jeremiah would be going, God would take them out into a wilderness place so he could speak to them. David wrote so many of his Psalms in a place just like this. Even Jesus, before he would start his public ministry in Matthew chapter four, the spirit led him into a midbar to prepare him for his purpose. So whenever God calls you into a desert place, it's not to punish you, it's to prepare you. To get you ready for what he's getting ready to do in your life. And so many times we see this as punishment. God, why am I here? Why have you left me here? He hasn't left you there. He's gonna speak to you there. He's got your attention there. Your heart is turned up towards him saying, God, where are you? Your heart is ready to receive what he wants to speak into your life. See, the desert place is often a place of separation. God had to remove certain influences from Abraham's life so that he could influence Abraham's life. So he had to separate him. It's a place of preparation, helping him know how to trust God, helping us know how to trust God over our own strength and our own ability and our own wisdom and our own insight. And it's a place of revelation. It was here in this wilderness that God would reveal truth to Abraham that he couldn't learn any other way. So if you find yourself in a desert place, maybe instead of asking, God, when can I get out of the desert? Maybe you should ask God, what can I get out of the desert? What do you wanna speak to me? Because he is gonna speak to you. Now that is not my sermon for today, but that is for somebody today that is walking through a desert place or will be. So when God speaks to Abraham, it's all about his calling, I'm gonna make you a great nation, about his purpose through you, I'm gonna bless the entire world, and about his future, the generations that were to come. But what I want us to see isn't that just that God was speaking, but that Abraham was listening. And if we're going to listen and hear the voice of God in our lives, I believe there are three questions that we all need to wrestle with. Three questions, I want you to write these down. When you came in today, you got notes. You're gonna get notes, these note pages, every week because I want you to write, I believe God is gonna speak to you. So why do you wanna forget it? Write it down. There's pins in the seats in front of you, grab it. If you see somebody that's not writing, hand them notes, hand them a pen, tell them you need this. Jesus, help you, okay. So here's the first question that you need to write down. What is God calling you to leave behind? What is God calling you to leave behind? Just like Abraham had to leave his, his country and his place of comfort and the things that he was familiar with, there are some things that you need to leave behind. Could be things from your past that are keeping you from your future. Remember, Abraham grew up in a godless culture. His parents were idol worshipers, right? And so he had to separate himself from everything and everyone that could hinder his new walk of faith. Now, I'm not saying you gotta move out of your house, leave your family, I'm not saying that, but there may be some family thinking 
some wrong thinking that you were raised with, some patterns of this world that don't line up with the patterns of the world, of God's word, that you need to break those habits or that wrong thinking for you to step into the new that God has for you. See, I believe God wants to reveal something new to you. He He wants to do something new in you, and you can't be who you're gonna be and who you used to be at the same time, right? Abraham couldn't be who he was gonna be and who he used to be back in Ur. He had to step out and leave some things behind. And there's some things that you and I need to leave behind. What is God calling you to leave behind? Maybe it's some distraction that needs to be quieted. Maybe there's some voices in your life that are louder than the voice of God. You care more about what that person thinks about something than what God thinks about something. What that news station or what that situation or what that, that, we're more tuned into what's happening, every theory on every issue than the real issues of life. And we've got to turn that down, leave that behind, quiet that noise so we can hear the voice of God. Maybe for some of you, um, it's something in your past. Unforgiveness or disappointment from your past, something that someone uh, did to you and you're holding on to it. You might even be disappointed with God. And that's holding on to you and it's keeping you back from everything God has for you. You need to, you, what do you need to leave behind? If you're gonna step into the new, God is saying there's some things you need to leave behind. And can I tell you, there is no better time to leave some things behind than right now. This week, we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting, which is all about leaving some stuff behind and tuning into God. And if you've never joined us for one of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, this is the year, this is the time for you to tune into God. He's gonna speak to you. He's gonna show you things. He's gonna reveal things to you. And like the video said, it's not you know, necessarily no food for 21 days. It's, it's 21 days of, of, of doing without certain things, certain types of food, going on a juice fast, taking some time just to tune in. It's more about what you're saying yes to. God, speak to me. But there are some things I'm saying no to, and I'm leaving those things behind so that I can walk with you. What do you need to leave behind? Second question that we've got to wrestle with is what does God need to say to you? What does God need to say to you? Notice I didn't ask, what do you want God to say to you? Right? Oh man, I hope God tells me this year I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna get a promotion, I'm gonna get blah, blah, that's what I, okay, he might say something like that to you, but what does he need to say to you? And what do you need to hear at this point in your life? At this season, as you start this new year, I believe with all my heart that God wants to give you a new word for this new year, a word that is gonna carry you through, a word that's gonna speak to your life and your heart is gonna speak a new word over you. And it might be a word of encouragement. It might just be that you need to know that God is with you, that God is for you, that he's gonna carry you through, and it's gonna be a word that he's gonna deposit on the inside of you. And as I was praying and preparing for this message, I felt the Holy Spirit just tell me, Todd, there are many people that over these next 21 days, I am going to bury within them a word of encouragement that's gonna carry them through this year. And you wanna get that word, let me tell you, because you don't know what this year holds, but man, you get a word from God that he is with you, that he's gonna walk with you, that he's gonna carry you through, that word will carry you. 
Psalm 91 declares that whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow or the covering of the Almighty. I will say of my Lord, he is your refuge, he is your God, he is your fortress in whom you trust. And his faithfulness will be your shield and your protector. So therefore, you will not fear the terror of night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks in the darkness or the plague that tries to destroy it at midday. A thousand can fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but listen to me, it will not come near you. Man, you, you gotta hold on when God gives you that word. So for some of you, it's gonna be a word of encouragement. For others of you, it's gonna be a word of instruction because you need wisdom, you need instruction, you're facing a problem in your life or in your business and you, need, you don't need a good word, you need a God word. Yeah. You don't need something somebody said on Instagram, you need, you need a Holy Spirit inspired word that is gonna be deposited in your spirit to give you wisdom and instruction and I believe over these next 21 days, you are gonna have revelation from the Holy Spirit that is gonna give you instruction about some of the things that you are wrestling with right now but you're not gonna hear it if you don't listen. For some of you, it's gonna be a word of correction. You're going the wrong direction and God wants to give you a word of correction. He wants to stop you in your tracks because you are heading down a path that is not leading to life. It is leading to death. And he's trying to get your attention in these next 21 days. He's saying, child, stop going that way. Turn around, make a U-turn. It's not too late, but you gotta turn around. It's gonna be a word of correction that gets deep in your spirit. And listen, when he gives you a word of correction, don't resist it. It's for your good. Every time God has corrected me, as painful as it is, it is always for my good. This is what it says in Proverbs 14, 12. It says, there's a way that seems right unto man, but the end leads to death. So God's gonna correct you from going down your own pathway. And it says in Proverbs 3 that when he corrects you, don't resist it because he corrects those he loves. Just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. For some of you, he is a very important word of correction to you over these next 21 days. Boy, when you sense that from the Spirit, just embrace it. Let him speak to you. And I believe for some of you, he's gonna give you a word of promise over these next 21 days. A word of a promise, just like Abraham and Sarah, they had to hold on to a promise. They had this promise about what God was gonna do through their life. They had this promise of the generations that would come. God spoke to them and said, your children and descendants are gonna be like the stars in the sky. You can't even count them. Like the sand on the seashore, too numerous to know. Only at the time, they didn't have any children. They were barren and they were old. They got that promise when Abraham was 75. Yeah, that's old to be talking about having kids. Not old, some of 75 years, but you don't wanna have a baby right now, right, sir? And that promise didn't even come about for another 25 years. But they had a promise to hold on to. And I believe that in this next season, God, in these 21 days, God wants to give you a word. What does he need to say to you? I believe for some of you, it's gonna be this promise that it's gonna be a light when you have to walk through the darkness, you're gonna be able to hold on to that word. 
It's gonna be an anchor when the storm starts to blow. You're gonna know that God spoke a promise over you, that no matter what's going on around you, that is a promise and a word from God, but you're not gonna hear it unless you listen. Gotta pull aside and listen. What does God need to say to you? And the third question that I believe we've gotta wrestle with is, is really the most important question of the three. This third question, listen to me, this third question holds the secret to everything changing. What lies on the other side of your obedience? What lies on the other side of our obedience to God? See, what made all the difference for Abraham isn't that he heard the voice of God, but that he obeyed the voice of God. That, that, that changed everything. A lot of us have heard. A lot of us have heard. A lot of us have heard more sermons than we need to hear. A lot of us have heard the Spirit of God speak to us about something as we prayed. The Spirit of God whispered to our hearts, it is one thing to hear and we need to hear but nothing is released until we respond. And I believe it is a time for us to, to contemplate what lies on the other side of our yes to God. See, I said earlier that Abraham is not this extraordinary man that did extraordinary things. He's an ordinary guy that God used in extraordinary ways. He's an ordinary man that said yes to God. Not Yes, as long as it doesn't mess up my plans. Yes, as long as it doesn't mess up my world and my finances and my thoughts and my, he just said, yeah. Yeah, God, I don't completely get it. I'm not sure exactly where this land is that you're leading me to. I don't really have any GPS or map or know what it's, I don't have any details, but yes, God, I'm gonna step out and I'm gonna follow you. What would it look like if you did that, if you just said, God, yeah, I don't get the full picture. I don't understand everything you're telling me to do. I don't really understand the full thing, but God, I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna beg you. When it comes to the crossroads of whether I'm gonna go with what I think or what you think, it's not even a question. I'm going with what you think because I know you know what's best. You're the creator of life, the author of life. You know best how I should live life, so I'm gonna follow your plan for life. When it comes to what the world says or what the word says, I'm going with the word every time because it never falls, it never fails, it stays the same. I can build my life on this word. What lies on the other side of our obedience to what God is saying? Imagine what it would look like. I believe it would pull you out of your past so fast you get whiplash. And it would thrust you into the life that you've been longing for, the life that you've been created for, just a simple Yes to God. So I have one challenge for you today. <laughs> that over these next 21 days, that you step out of the noise and the busyness of life, the chaos that's gonna be there 21 days from now, and you step into place of quiet to listen 
to the still small voice of heaven. Less, more time with God. And I guarantee you, as you put yourself in a place to turn down the noise of life, you will hear the voice of heaven. I've asked our teams at all our locations to sing this song over you and allow you to just take a moment to reflect on what God through his spirit is speaking to you even now. And then Julie and I wanna pray a prayer of blessing over our church, over our church family as we step into this 21 days of seeking God. Let these words minister to you, let them be a prayer from your heart.
beautiful. Beautiful. Well, church, today's really been a call up to call out to God and then to listen to what His voice wants to speak to you in the next 21 days. You know, when we call out to Him, God's Word says that, that He will respond. Jeremiah 33.3 says, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. And this is what I want you to hear is that there are some things that you do not know today that you're gonna know in 21 days. There are some things that, that, that are great that have been hidden behind the noise of this culture that, that God wants to reveal and speak to your heart. But we can choose to be the same after this 21 days or we can choose to, to accept the call up. And so church, as a church, as a family, we wanna step into yes. this season together. So would you just stand? And, and I wanna pray over you and pray over these next 21 days that you will hear the great things the hidden things that God wants to speak to you. So if you're ready to receive what God wants to speak, would you just hold out your hands and just a, just a, a symbol of your, your receptivity yes. to what He wants to speak to your hearts over the coming days. God, we declare right now that, that we believe that you are a speaking God. And as your people, we want to hear your voice. God, we are declaring that over the next 21 days, we are going to hear words of breakthrough. God, we believe that you want to bring breakthrough in relationships, breakthrough in finances. God, you are God of breakthrough, and we believe that you are breaking through even now. Father God, we believe that, that you want to give us vision, that we will not settle for sight, but we will settle only for the vision that you want to give us for our future, for, for our lives, God, for the direction that you want to give. But more than anything else, over these next 21 days, God, we want to know you. We want to know you in a way maybe that we've never known you before. God, we want, we want, to, we want your will to be our way of life. We want your words of, of instruction, of direction, of correction to be our bread of life, our living water. And God, as your people, we want to carry your presence into this world, God, a world that desperately needs you. God, that we would be carriers of your spirit in these coming days. Speak, Lord, for your people are listening today. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Church, we love, we love you. you so much. And at all of our locations, our, our, our prayer teams are going to be here to pray for you. And we will see you this week at your campus prayer meetings. We love you. Love Church, go with God. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and then select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, just make sure that you subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to all of you who so generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's really because of you that everything we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.